Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake, you bastards. on the BetQL Network. <laughs> Try and speak. Uh, Nick Costas, <laughs> Ken Barkley. Uh, this is great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Uh, baseball bets are coming up. We will give you our NFL preseason bets for tomorrow. Both Ken and I are off. We'll give you our bets for the uh, the FedEx St. Jude Championship coming up this weekend in golf. But uh, joining us right now to start off the Power Hour, a true treat. We love having this guy on the show. He's absolutely awesome. One of the best guests we have on, like on-air ability and talent. He's absolutely tremendous. And that is our good friend, Jason Sobel, who does awesome work for our friends over at Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. And also for the Action Network, he is on Twitter at Jason Sobel TAN. And he joins us to talk the the St. Jude, which is uh, the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs here. It's the convoluted PGA rules. It's a 70 golfer, no-cut event. But it's not necessarily like the top 40 advance. It's like the FedEx Cup scoring, which is you know, convoluted and it doesn't make a lot of sense to the layperson. But Jason's here to help us make sense of it and to figure out some good bets to make in this particular tournament at TPC Southwind in Memphis. Jason, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken, my friend. How you doing? We appreciate you. I'm doing well. Thanks so much, as always, for the uh, the great intro. At some point, I'm going to give you some winning bets. I can't wait to hear what the intro is going to be like after that. <laughs> so, Jason, just give us an idea. First of all, Jason, I, are you at this tournament? Our producer said you were at a tournament. Are you in Memphis right now? I am, yes. What? To give us, uh, give us some some of the scuttlebutt on the ground. Like, what are you, what are you hearing? I mean, this doesn't have to be like juicy. Like, oh, this guy's hurt, so bet against him or something. I saw a video clip of uh, Scheffler and Rory were trying out new putters yesterday. That was like a a hot topic or whatever. Like anything that you're seeing, hearing uh, there on, on site of the tournament. The scuttlebutt on the ground right now is that the ground is muddy. The ground is wet. We had some torrential rain come through this area. Uh, and it's been a rainy season, I guess, here in Memphis. I, I'd only come once a year, so I don't know too much about the Memphis weather and what it's been like, but apparently it's been the rainy season for a while now, and we've got a lot of rain coming in. So this is going to be a very soft golf course, at least for the next couple of days. Rory uh, presumed that they would, uh, they would play lift clean in place for at least – Thursday's opening round and probably Friday's second round as well. More rain is expected coming in tomorrow morning. And usually when Rory suggests that they'll play lift clean in place, he's got a lot of influence around. So uh, that's probably going to happen. Um, so I, I would look at, I don't know if that necessarily changes the way we're uh, necessarily looking at uh, the prognostications this week and who we're betting on, but on a 7,200-yard golf course, a little more than 7,200. I might play the longer hitters just a little bit because they can bomb it and uh, essentially hit more fairways. It's not firm. It's not going to run off the fairways. So uh, maybe give them a little bit more of an edge. But quite frankly, as I say all the time, uh, if you're on the PJ Tour, you're either a long hitter off the tee or you're a really long hitter off the tee. If you're a short hitter off the tee, you're not in the field this week. You're not on the PGA Tour. You're back home trying to win money off your buddies because you don't exist in professional golf these days. 
<laughs> love love that. Uh, so, Jason, given that this is now the FedEx Cup playoffs, it's like a little different from tournaments that we normally handicap. Uh, is, does that change the way, like, your handicapping process at all? No, not really. Um, I would say, though, that the top of the board, you mentioned Scotty Scheffler, you mentioned Rory McIlroy and John Rahm. Uh, the three of them will play together over the first two rounds. They are the top three on the FedEx Cup points list right now. And Rory pointed out that last year there was a cut here. There was 125 players previously, only 70, as you mentioned, this week. Last year he missed the cut, went and played well in the second event in Delaware last year, and then won the Tour Championship. And all three of those players have alluded to the fact that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And they're looking more ahead to two weeks from now at the Tour Championship, trying to win the season-long FedEx Cup as opposed to going out and winning this week. And so I, I am I, I was probably going to fade those guys at their single-digit numbers this week anyway, but based on what they said over the last couple of days, they are each fades for me because, quite frankly, I think they're limping into this one. They don't want to peak too early. doesn't mean that, look, Scotty Scheffler finishes top five pretty much every week anyway, so Scotty can come out and say, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of ease my way into the playoffs and only finish in third place two shots back very possible for a guy like him but uh, i am looking to play these guys more uh, a little bit next week and certainly the third week of the fedex cup playoffs and the tour championship than this week so i'll look a little bit further down the board so jason that kind of gives us an idea as to your strategy so okay like rory rom scheffler maybe can play very well maybe won't necessarily peak this week and end up winning the tournament so that kind of tells me maybe that second tier which is I mean, in this kind of a tournament, the second tier is like major champ, multiple major championship winners, obviously the best golfers in the world. I'm going to guess some of your golfers are in that tier, that kind of 15 to 30 to one range. Yeah, exactly. So last week going into the Wyndham Championship, 156 players in the field. We had 20 players who were 50 to one or shorter. This week, 70 players in the field. I counted on Monday morning, 25 players shorter and i think it's actually grown a little bit based on the book it might be up to 27 28 by now so uh, there are a lot of players in that top to mid tier that we're looking at and i, I would love to find the name for you and yeah, yeah. brian Harmon, lee hodges lucas glover over the last three weeks each of them with a big number next to their name and i think a lot of the betters out there are going to look at that trend and say okay I'm going after a big number this week. I, I've seen my friends. I've seen social media posts where people are winning. Hey, Jason, do us a favor. Jake, just grab the phone. Um, just pick the phone up and just ask Jason, like when you get like a 10 count from Jason, just make sure that the line is stable. Jason's a pro. He'll be back with us momentarily here on the show to give us bets for the, uh, for the FedEx. I, you guys did like an hour on this yesterday, right? You, Tyler, and, uh, and the con man. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy approached it from the, the DFS standpoint. Uh, Tyler kind of approached it kind of like he and I have two unique approaches. Like he kind of looks at like statistics, like a type of golfer. So someone who's good at this, someone who's good at this, someone who's good at this. And then I brought like historical trends, like who tends to play well in this tournament? Like what other tournaments do they tend to play well in? It's like a course comp kind of a thing. So we kind of like blended like those three styles together. And the funny thing was when we did that, so when Jeremy approached the DFS, Tyler approached it kind of his unique way, and I did mine, we still did overlap on a few different golfers, which was always, that's always usually a like a nice, like a good sign when that happens, because Tyler and I did that last week, and we overlapped on like Adam Svensson, who almost like won and then finished in the top 10, was like playing very, very well, and then had like tough round uh, over the weekend. 
And we also overlapped on Lucas Glover, who like obviously ended up like winning the tournament and depending on what number you got, like went off at 75 to one to a hundred to one. So like, so, you know, sort of approached the problem two different ways, but where we overlapped and Tyler, like Russell Henley, I kind of did as well. He almost won. He probably should have won. And then he uh, coughed up the lead bogey, bogey, bogey finish uh, to allow Lucas Glover to win the tournament. So cashed a huge ticket on that. So it was funny. Like, obviously you can, you know, approach golf or any other sport, like a variety of ways, but you, sometimes you land on the same guys, no matter how you approach it. And that worked for us last week. Hopefully it works this week. I like how Ken brought history, Jeremy brought DFS, Tyler brought his work in the lab. My contribution is going to be, hey, who uh, who was born in Asia? Jason yeah. Sobel's back with us here from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio on Twitter, Jason Sobel TA. And Jason, you were talking about Lee Hodges and Brian Harmon when we lost connection. Uh, please continue with that and uh, some of the outrights that you like coming up this weekend at St. Jude, please. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I walked outside, so it should be a little bit better now. But, uh, yeah, Brian Harmon, Lee Hodges, Lucas Glover the last three weeks. I think a lot of the betters probably either uh, you had a friend, you saw someone on social media with a post, you said, well, I, I need a lottery ticket this week. I just don't think it's available. I think it's going to be someone who's a little bit shorter. If it's not the top of the board, the very top, I'm looking not too far down. Colin Morikawa is a guy who's played some really good golf this year, gaining strokes with his irons in 16 of his last 18 starts, and quite frankly fits the same profile as Will Zalatoris, who won this event last year essentially a world-class iron player who can see a little spike week with his putter he actually putted a little bit better than Zalatoris and finishing in fifth place last year so I think Morikawa makes a lot of sense Tommy Fleetwood I know the win equity isn't quite there he's never won on U.S. soil it's going to happen at some point if you've been betting Tommy Fleetwood for years now probably not the week to jump off I do like Tommy Fleetwood and then my favorite play on the board started at 40 to 1 I think he's around 30 to 1 in most books now, so a lot of people on him. But Sam Burns, two years ago, lost here in a playoff. Last week, finished 14th of the Wyndham Championship, so playing better golf. He's putting on Bermuda Greens, which are his preferred surface. He puts much better on Bermuda Greens. And he is 12th in the Ryder Cup standings. He needs a big week to show off for Captain Zach Johnson if he wants to be on that U.S. team. A lot of things going in Sam Burns' favor this week. I really like him as well. So Colin Morikawa, 22 to one uh, at BetMGM. Tommy Fleetwood, 28 to one. Sam Burns, 33 to one. Kind of gave you like a little sign of life last week. Uh, Sam Burns uh, at the Wyndham. Uh, I don't think he ended up finishing in the top 10, but played play pretty well, was in the mix, kind of for a, a top 30, top 40 finish. Jason, uh, we talked about this a little bit. We did some golf segments on Tuesday. Uh, two players are going to be in this event coming off of wins. And I always think this is something like, you know, talk about like the mental aspect of sports or like us as fans, when we think about an athlete's mindset. So Lucas Glover, who like has been around forever, has one on tour, but like, it's been a while he wins last week and he's been playing awesome. So he's coming off a win and the assumption is going to be like maybe a letdown. And then Brian Harmon, I think this is his first tournament since winning the open and he's in this tournament. And I'm sure somebody will look at that and be like, man, how is he going to like show up with the same effort? Like he just won a major, like it's like the most outstanding moment of his career. So like Harmon and Glover, obviously two totally different tournaments that they won. Is there anything to that? Or are these guys such pros that like the next tournament, the next week, it's just kind of back to the grind again? Well, I think it's two different situations. So I look at Brian Harmon as this guy's a career grinder. He's been on the PGA tour for a long time. Now this is a guy who loves going out there and just competing and playing his best golf. I don't think the Open Championship victory is going to affect how he plays whatsoever. He's not one of my favorite players out here this week, but uh, he's a guy that certainly he can get hot. And, you know, as we saw at the Open Championship, he can play really well. I probably would like him even better 
if it was the next week just because he was so on with his game that we saw a few weeks ago that uh, if it was directly afterwards, I'd probably like him more than having a few weeks off to celebrate and hang out and relax. Uh, I'd rather see him getting right back out to it. But uh, certainly Brian Harmon's a viable consideration. Lucas Glover is very interesting because Lucas Glover was outside that top 70 number going into Greensboro last week, got into this one only based on the fact that he won that one. So now he feels like he's playing with free money a little bit. Now he feels like, hey, you know what? I wasn't even supposed to be here a week ago, and now I got in. He's putting really well. He's putting the best maybe he has of his entire career. The ball striking has always been really good tee to green. Lucas Glover could be a very interesting dark horse play. Jason, we only got about 90 seconds to go here. You said no one outside the top group can win. Give us someone who could still play really well, maybe a top 10, maybe a top 20, maybe like a long shot, maybe a guy who can't win, but you could see maybe finish in like the top 10 or 20 players. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of names, some uh, longer hitters. Uh, Thomas Dietrich has played very well in his rookie season. He's a guy that has a very high ceiling with maybe a little, little bit of a lower floor, but with no cut this week. And essentially, uh, when you're going after a top 10 play with only 70 players in the field, he's a guy that could fare very well. And then Adam Shank has been very under the radar. I look at him uh, very much in the same way that I looked at Sepp Straka this week, this event last year where he finished uh, runner-up, lost to Will Zalatoris in a playoff. He had been playing good golf throughout the year and then sort of spiked during the playoffs. I could see Adam Shank who has, I believe, four top seven finishes and two runner-up finishes this year already. I can see him having a really good week from pretty far down the board. Jason, awesome stuff. We love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, any any plans in Memphis tonight? They get going out to eat anywhere cool before we'll the tournament starts? I've got a couple of the guys going to a casino. Now, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys can give me a little insight. I don't know Memphis very well. Uh, we literally typed casino into a search engine and found a casino about 20 miles away. I don't know what to expect. Uh, if anyone's listening, they're from the Memphis area, uh, uh, tweet me, let me know. I, I don't know if this is like full on, like, oh, yeah, they got tables, really good, or it's like we're going to walk in and they're just slot machines, but uh, we're going to a casino tonight. We're going to see what happens. My, my one piece of advice would be, Jason, put on them blue suede shoes as you walk in Memphis tonight. <laughs> Right. Jason on great Jason, advice. A little more. Little, little, He's little, like, thanks. How about actual advice? How about actually and then, where uh, to go? <laughs> and board the plane. Well, he touched down in the lands of the Delta Blues. Hopefully, it wasn't raining when yeah. he landed. Well, it is because uh, the Twitter, course is wet. Yeah. Oh, it is. In the middle yeah. of the pouring rain. <laughs> To Scotty Scheffler uh, at Jason Sobel, T-A-N, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. My friend, we sincerely appreciate you. Love having you on the show. Good luck with the bets. Enjoy Memphis. Good luck at the casino. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> that, was, that was the perfect time to not be on anymore. You, you, all right, guys. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Okay. I just gotta I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. After the first, like, here's the piece of advice. Toss on them blue suede shoes. Click. Click. <laughs> Double UC. No, no, I'm off already. I'm actually done. I'm actually just Hanging up on them, hanging up on them. They wanted to say this stupid stuff, so I hung up. All right, um, our golf bets. Do you really bet the way I bet? 
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.